Genesis Party Podcast. Woo! Woo! I am here with Lita. Hello. And unfortunately, Rudy couldn't make it today. So in her place, um, Antonio's here. Say hello, Antonio. Hi. And this episode makes it number three. Number three. I just want to say thanks for coming back. If you're back here, has three episodes. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Anyways. How was you guys' weeks, y'all? How was your week, friends? It was good. I got shot again this week. You got shot again this week? <laughs> My slush game strikes again. Yes. So, so I talked to, I talked to um, Ikina about it. I talked to our older brother about it. Uh-huh. Translation. Um, and he said it comes from the overpass. Because I was like, what? Is it those semi-trucks oh. on the oncoming side, you know? But he said it's right when you go under that overpass. And so he knows exactly what I'm talking about. So this time <laughs> this time I only got shot once, so I'm alive. <laughs> the overpass slush gang. <laughs> yeah. Like, careful. You can get pop. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo pop pop. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, Toyo? Uh, yeah, kind of uneventful. I mean, the underwater movie was really good. Oh, yeah, we went and saw Underwater the other night. I am not a horror movie guy, but this movie was freaking awesome. I didn't know it was a horror movie. <laughs> I, I, I knew about it from the beginning. I, I looked it up. I was like, oh, that movie looks pretty cool. And then it was like, horror movie. I'm like, all right, skipping it, I guess. And then... Uh, <laughs> I just knew Bella was in it from Twilight, and I thought it was like a, like a, she's just trapped underwater. Like, you know, the Ad Astra or like the Martian, like where they're trapped in space. I thought it was like that, but underwater, but no, well, it's sort of like that, but it wasn't what I thought it was. It kind of reminded me of uh, Underwater Aliens. Yeah. Kind of what it is. I jumped like five times. It was, I got, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, What? I did not because I wasn't going in expecting it to be a horror movie. So what like when it jumped out it? out of nowhere, I was like, Ooh, "What?" Well, if you watch the previews, you I kind know. Of expect that to happen. Uh, did you did you see it, Lita? No, I just saw the preview. Lauren was uh, Lauren was talking about it earlier, so um, earlier in the week. So I I was like, "Huh, what are you talking about?" So I well, was watching the preview and like I didn't <laughs> honestly. I'm just so like videos and stuff. You know, like when you're scrolling through facebook and stuff videos that come up i'm too lazy to click it open to hear it with the sound so i watch like the first like maybe five seconds and if it doesn't hold my interest then i just scroll through it but <laughs> i watched it like maybe halfway through it and i'm like oh it's an underwater aliens okay close <laughs> yeah it definitely like paid uh what it, what is it uh, homage, homage? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah to all of the old school like sci-fi movies like alien and whatnot so I, it was a really good watch i really enjoyed it and i don't like horror movies it also had a lot of uh Cthulhu, lovecraft style uh, little, stuff what is that word when they cameo cthulhu cameo in it oh really who spoiler who if yeah Spo- spoilers, spoiler alert. sorry guys <laughs> i'm like i don't care i want to know who was who was uh if you if you don't want to listen, then pause it. I don't know how oh, they'll forward, know when to unpause it. Forward. I know. I was like, <laughs> or for, pause it. Just pause it and play it again. <laughs> pause it and ruin your movie. <laughs> yeah, la Lita, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I meant fast forward it. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, just just skip ahead like ten seconds. Yeah, I don't. Seconds. Okay, I don't care. So hurry up, talk about it before so, the ten seconds. Who's like? Who are the cameos? So uh, near the end, they find out that they were drilling in the Mariana Trench, and it awakens some kind of ancient evil. So there's like this giant uh, octopus-looking god. Oh, and, okay. Uh, you don't have to tell me the storyline; just the cameos. Oh, well, it just has Cthulhu <laughs> in it. That's that's really the gist of it. Oh, okay. And yeah, he just pops out and destroys a bunch of things, and then and then that's it. That's mm. pretty cool. Yeah, um, Larry would probably be interested into it, in it because he is like real pretty big fan of in high school of H.P. Lovecraft and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he he would really like it. Highly yeah. recommend it. Cool. Ten out of ten recommend. I liked it. Okay. But yeah. We saw that, and then um, I just worked all week, so his, I have to work tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow's <laughs> my Friday. <laughs> um, try to think if anything happened this week that's eventful. No. Not really. I just 
I'm reading this book right now, and I'm, like, pretty into it. It's called, what is it called? I don't know. The Girl, Paper Girl on Fire or something like that. But is it it's by really... the, is it, like, part of that dragon, girl with a dragon tattoo chain uh, series? No, no. It's a different oh. one. Um, do you know who James Patterson is? Yeah. Uh, he, I guess he has a publishing company that he has, and he published this girl's book, and he's all raving about it. So I was like, hmm, let me check her out. So I picked it up at Barnes & Noble. It was half off. Cause I'm cheap. Oh, what was it called? <laughs> oh, it's like. No, oh, I can just pa- Google it then. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Something I don't paper. know. I'll send. I'll send. I'll take a picture and send it to you later. It's like Paper Girl. <laughs> I think it's called Paper Girl on Fire or something like that. Oh, paper okay. Girls on Fire, but it's pretty interesting. It's like a fantasy type of book. Oh, okay. but yeah. And I'm also the Chilling Adventures Part Three of Sabrina came out, and I've been binging it because I love it so much. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I love it so much. I am like five episodes deep, and I just started this morning. But yeah, I've been watching it all day at work. What's the show, Sabrina? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, okay. On the Netflix, it's like a On spinoff. The- Have you seen it? No, I'm no. Oh, it's like a <laughs> it's like a spinoff of the old the Sabrina the teenage, teenage witch. witch. Oh, okay. yeah. It's like a spooky, spooky Sabrina, and they like hail Satan, and it's like a whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay. I like it. We're gonna go watch The Color Out of Space this weekend, but it turns out that Idaho or Utah are not playing that movie in theaters. So I guess yeah. I just have to wait till Bunch next month. Losers! Ugh, I'm so mad. What was the movie called? The Color Out of Space, another H.P. Lovecraft one. It's got Nick Cage in it. Oh, okay. And uh, Jimmy Chong. Oh yeah, him too. Have you seen the thing for it? The trailers? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. on the down low. I have to wait till February, I think, 25th. Uh, it comes out on Blu-ray on that day, so I guess I just have to wait another month. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. What the hell, really? It's limited release, and I think that's why it's not in theaters. It's a limited release. That's so stupid. I'm so mad. I'm mm-hmm. so mad it's not playing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing plays here. They didn't even play Tyler Perry movies here, and I'm, I'm all salty still about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. But did you guys hear about that new shark species that the scientists found earlier this week? No. Were they all washed up? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So... <laughs> They discovered this shark. It kind of looks like a long salamander. I'll post a picture to our website or our social <laughs> medias. <laughs> um, so they discovered four new species of sharks who use their fins to walk along the ocean floor. Looking for like little grub and whatnot. They use their little fins to walk themselves. How cute is that? They're underwater. So, Why don't they swim? So they have, they have legs too, like salamanders, but they also have fins. Yeah, the little legs, huh. the picture she's looking at right now, those are fins that they use to walk. Huh. Initially, um, they were doing like a 12-year study on it. So they knew of one of the species upon doing that study. And then they kind of stumbled upon these other four new ones in the process. But they're called epaulette sharks. Epaulette sharks. But hmm. they're they're found in the waters of eastern Indonesia and neighboring neighboring islands like New Guinea and parts of Australia. But they speculate that it may have evolved due to partially changing sea levels and shifting landscapes. Well, maybe they yeah. maybe they found them this week because of you know that fire, that really bad fire that's going on in Australia. Maybe I'm um, no geologist, but I'm just guessing. I ain't no shark expert. <laughs> I was trying to think of a scientist name, but I can't think of one. Yeah, me neither. Geometrist. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so they have been around for approximately 9 million years or so. And then they could be the most recently evolved shark on Earth. The youngest species of this might have evolved about 2 million years ago. I mean, just 2 million years compared to like other evolution standards. It's kind of really recent, you know? Wow. The group of scientists and researchers that found us, um, they're encouraging... uh, Conservationists. Conservationists. (laughs) Yeah, that's the word. To add it to the... I can't talk, sorry. The IUCN red list. So like the... Is that like the... Endangered um... species list, pretty much. Oh, okay. But I want to quickly show you the video. So you want to pull it up real quick? I'll link uh, the video for you guys so you can watch it. Do they even swim? I don't know. Why would they swim when they can walk? <laughs> he's so cute. Like little beads. He seems like he like glides. Oh, okay. They swim. It's just kind of wiggling around. and. You know, it's cute, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. His little fins. 
I just want to slap its little fin, like, high five. <laughs> oh, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. He looks like he's crawling. <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to get to the next groove or cluster of rock coral thing that's sticking out. I don't know. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so weird how his fins are like feet, are like flippers. And they're not, yeah. they're not on the side of his body and, like, fluttering. Mm-hmm. He's all gliding. Anyways. He's all gliding. He's cute. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I saw that come up on my news feed the other day, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta what? talk about this. I gotta talk about this. Okay. But that's pretty cool. Okay. So, yeah. So, what'd you do for your birthday, Lita? Mm, when was my birthday? Oh, what, what, what was it last Saturday? I think it was last Saturday. Yeah. The last Saturday? The Saturday before. I don't remember. It was some time ago. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was a few weeks ago. <laughs> it was on the 11th. <laughs> did you go roller skating? No, I wanted to, but um, what did I do? Yeah, it's on a Saturday. We went. It was a late day. It was really low key, laid back. It was just like, eh. So we went to we went to a really really late dinner at Texas Roadhouse. Like we ordered our food and then like as soon as, as soon as we got our food, we just took like five bites and then we had to go because um we bought well they bought pre they pre bought tickets to the movie to see the Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was really good, dude. Yeah, dude. You find out because I hadn't seen the last two with Ray. Ray and Finn in it, mm-hmm. you know, the two characters. Yeah. I hadn't seen those two yet, so we did a marathon. So we watched The Last of the Jedi and I can't even remember the name of it. Anyway, we watched the last two most recent ones come out so that way I could understand the last one. Otherwise, I'd be asking a whole lot of questions. So anyway, they brought our food, right? And we sat down and we like took five bites of it. And then we had to ask for a takeout container because we had to make the movie because the movie was at 1020. Oh. So then we were just like down the street from it, though. So we had to hurry and leave. So so I ordered a margarita. <laughs> so I had to, what is that you called? You had to chug it. <laughs> yeah, I had to chug it. Just kidding. No, I drank half of it already <laughs> while we were waiting for our food. It was pretty busy uh, that Saturday night for that late because we got there. We probably got there at nine o'clock and we didn't get seated until probably like 9 30 9 40 they took our order and then we got our food <laughs> we got our food probably about 10 o'clock <laughs> and then we had to leave like Jeez. 10 10 to go to the movies it was like a <laughs> quick mad dash birthday dinner and a movie but the movie was so good but it was okay because i love 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 movie popcorn mm-hmm. so um <laughs> so we we're at dinner right and they're like do you they're like do you want cake or, or no do you want ice cream or popcorn i said popcorn and then and then they're like okay good they're like okay so we won't tell the waiter that's your birthday so he doesn't bring the saddle out and you have to sit on it i'm like no don't do that i'm wearing a dress that's not very ladylike <laughs> and then they're like you can be all english style and sit side saddle on it <laughs> like princess diaries where her foot comes off yeah yeah <laughs> Because if you go to Texas Roadhouse and you tell they tell you like you tell them it's whoever's birthday in your party, they bring out this saddle stand and you have to like sit on it and they like make a big old to do about it and get all yeehaw and say it's your birthday and stuff. So it's get all, all this crazy attention. <laughs> so like for real. <laughs> so I was like, thank you, thank you for not doing that. That's yeah, that was pretty low key. That was it. That was fun. Well, last year we tried to go roller skating, but the stupid roller rink was having a private party thing as some kind of de- battle of the DJs or whatever. But then the roof was also leaking, so they wouldn't let people skate out on the oh what on the, on the floor. So they had to fix that, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. I know it was all a little ghetto roller rink. <laughs> And then we try to look for another one to go to, but the other ones were ice skating rinks. And I'm like, mm, no, I can't ice skate. I'm scared. So then we ended up going to this arcade game place that had like a bowling alley and you could shoot pool and they had all these different kind of games that you could play. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I ice skate better than I can roller skate. You can ice skate? Dude, I didn't know. I never... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. That just reminded me. So I've never been rollerblading. And so this year I wanted to buy myself a pair of roller skates. Like, I hate working out. So I was like, okay, well, I hate walking too. And I hate running. So I'm like, hmm, what can I do? I'm like, hmm, I should roller skate. So then I was going to order a pair. But dude, roller skates cost any, like, any, like, cute, cool looking pair are anywhere from 60 to 100 bucks. I'm like, when did roller skates get so expensive? So I was out um, dilly, dilly-dallying one day. So we called dilly-dally. 
family, you know, going to thrift stores and whatnot. So I found a pair of rollerblades, right? Mm-hmm. So I tried it on and I I was sitting down on the couch there and I tried it on, but it has no, like, you know, roller skates in the front have a stopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, uh, how do you, how do you wear these things? <laughs> and the, and the couch was pretty low and I was trying to get up. So I had one side on. I'm like, mm, I think I can do this. So I got up on one foot and I was all just skating around on one foot. <laughs> and I was like, I think I can do this. I'm like, hmm, let me try the other side on. <laughs> so I put the other side on. I was like, holy hell, this is scary. What if I fall? What if, because I was sitting in the aisle. Uh, I was sitting at the end of the aisle where all the couches were lined up. Uh-huh. And in front of the in front of the couches, like every other space, were the end caps. And all the end had color coded, like different kinds of glasses and ceramics and stuff. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to try to get up because I might end up just crashing into the end cap and I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to not get shanked. I'm going to get, um, get like shanked. stabbed. <laughs> no, what's the word? I'm going to get impaled by all this broken glass and oh. ceramic <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, no. And I was like, like, dude, I was so scared trying to get up because that's <laughs> like five inches off the ground. And I was oh like, how do you, how do you use this? And so when I got home, I told them, I told them about it. And they're like, well, there's a stopper at the end of your, at the end of your foot. Because you know how like that, I don't know if you guys seen that movie, The Cutting Edge. There's a uh, portion in there where they're all toe pick, where you use the front of it to stop. Well, instead of like with the rubber stopper in front, I I guess it's supposed to be on the back. But this one didn't have one. But I think it was because it was little kid size. So it wasn't like a real pair, like regular pair of rollerblades. It was for little kids oh. because I have I have little feet. You little hooves. <laughs> That's it's funny. like it's like you know how when you buy little kids roller skates but it's just those strap-on skates that you can attach onto their shoes oh. now that i look back at it it was kind of like a pair like those and i was like oh okay maybe i should try some real roller blades next time oh that's funny yeah it was pretty scary though i was like mm, no no thanks i'll just stick with roller skates <laughs> When I was younger, we went to a roller skating rink and uh, tried them on, and I was pretty much on my knees the whole time. I came home with bruised knees. And then a bit later, uh, in the winter, we went to the ice skating rink, and I could ice skate better than I could roller skate, so it was pretty Wow, fun. that's tough, because blades, like, is just one thing in the middle, and you have to keep your balance. I've been roller, uh, I've been ice skating once, and I have really weak ankles, <laughs> So the next day, because I had, I had like a really bad sprain when I was younger, but we think it could have been like a hairline fracture that didn't get diagnosed properly. So anytime, like anytime that there's some kind of additional stress on my ankles, like it swells up really bad. (laughs) So I went roller, not, I went ice skating and I think I only went for like an hour or so, hour or two hours however long the session was dude the next day my ankle was so swollen it was like you sliced a grapefruit in half and stuck it on the side the outside of my my foot it was so bad yeah oh my goodness that's crazy it was horrible Ow, I'm still just thinking about it. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like it. No. So when so when I was trying to stand up on the rollerblades, I was like, mm, nope, Ew. nope, nope, because I had a flashback of you know oh, that happening to my ankle. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was more than a cankle, dude. It was a a grinkle. <laughs> it's a grinkle. A grapefruit ankle. <laughs> Like, it was bad. It was so bad. I couldn't wear my shoes. It probably took, like, another two weeks for the swelling to go down. It was so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was so funny because at the time, I worked for a bank. So, on one side, I was wearing, like, um, like my left foot, I was wearing flats or, like, a heel or whatever. No, I was wearing flats, like, nice dress shoes and flats. But on my right foot, because it was so swollen, the only shoe that would fit me were a pair of, like, like slip-on slides that the velcro was adjustable depending on how skinny or wide your feet are (laughs) so it was spread out so far and the velcro barely catched itself because my foot and my ankle were so swollen oh so if you looked at me and i was sitting at the desk i looked all like business professional (laughs) but the moment i stood up one side was dress shoes and the other side was this uh, reebok flip-flop slide At least it was like Crocs. Ew. Hmm. I have a personal vendetta against Crocs. My foot probably wouldn't have fit in a pair of Crocs. (laughs) Oh. 
It was oh, bad, dude. It was bad. Well, at least you didn't get grankles on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So in honor of the birthday girl here, we're going to be talking about her beau today, Elvis Presley. Isn't it pronounced boo? No, her beau. <laughs> oh, okay. Like her gentleman caller. <laughs> You know? No, I don't know y'all hip language this these days. I can't talk. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't really want to do some like normal biography about what he did. I, I wanted to find the good stuff. I wanted to find some tea, right? So I scoured the internet and today we're going to be talking about Elvis Presley conspiracy theories. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, uh, a couple days ago, I was talking with my friend, and I was like, he mentioned something about some particular individual, oh, uh, Tokane, Tokine, I don't know, the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings, and he's like, I don't believe he's dead. I think he's down there hiding in one of those, uh, he's like, some weird bunker somewhere out in the middle of nowhere with Elvis, and I can't remember the other guy. And I was like, what? And he's like, conspiracy theories, man. And then he walked away. Is he wearing his tin hat? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Now, if you guys have been living under the rock or might be too young to know who Elvis was, he was a singer, actor, performer, pretty much one of the world's largest pop culture stars. He's just simply just iconic, known as the king of rock and roll. A <laughs> Born in Mississippi, January 8th, 1935, he would have been what? 85? 85. 85 this year. But he shares the same birthday week as Lita. Woo! He was born as a twin. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday, Elvis. Happy belated birthday, Elvis. His twin, unfortunately, didn't make it, so he was still born. Poor thing. But he was pretty much one of the biggest musical influences of the 21st century. It's estimated that he sold about 600 million records worldwide. He won three Grammy Awards and is in the Music Hall of Fame, obviously. Obviously. And in the 70s, he kind of started to go down on like a downward spiral. His health, you know, decreased and was deteriorating. In 73, his wife and him got a divorce, Priscilla Presley. But they had a child together. And a lot of people speculate that they got divorced because they were seeing people on the side. Some people said that she left him for a karate instructor, question mark. But according to Priscilla, Priscilla and Elvis, they said it was kind of mutual that she, you know, she got married too young and she just wanted a life that was hers. And because all she knew was the life that Elvis pretty much provided her, you know. She was 14 when she met Elvis. I know, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. They met in Germany, right? Right. He was stationed there. Mm -hmm. I can imagine how hard a life of like fame would be on her. And especially when she was that young and that's all she knew. Yeah. And he, I don't. And he was so like. He was so iconic and he was just such a like he was like just kind of like the first big like really pop star that drew crowds and riots and like <laughs> such crazy fangirls and stuff Cars you the know ruckus. yeah yeah it was hard on her so i don't blame her for wanting to you know get out there and live her own life kind of thing you know yeah but you know unfortunately he became highly dependent and you know addicted to prescription drugs and he would overdose a lot resulting in having to be hospitalized and a lot of times he'd be like comatose pretty much like and you know like this was like in the 70s when he started to kind of go downhill go down. and start to uh like yeah when he started using drugs and he like i know became paranoid and like all that stuff took it like i'm sure all his stardom took a toll on him at that point took because toll, yeah. because he uh first really got into the music scene like in the in the mid 50s like 56 mm -hmm. 57 so that's like my favorite time period of elvis is early on in his career up until the 60s I don't really care much for jumpsuit jumpsuit, jumpsuit sideburns Elvis you know I like his I like yeah. him in his early days but his greaser days <laughs> yeah but it, it's pretty interesting when you look through like his history and stuff and his biographies and stuff he was like really opposed to recreational drugs and even drinking yeah. like he didn't do any drugs and he didn't drink early on in his early days and then like after the 70s hit it just kind of I don't know if that yeah. was all part of the you know how like the 70s was all like 
what is it called? Um, like every like sex, drugs, and rock. And exactly. Roll. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the fact that they were prescription drugs, he kind of thought, you know, oh it's yeah, prescription is from a doctor. It's not. It's fine. It's not like yeah. like I don't know recreational like heroin. Yeah. Or, yeah. But you know, despite all this, the show must go on, right? So following in seventy four, it was lit for him. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like way busy. He had, you know, shows, tours, publicity things. And during this time, he was, you know, take, still taking all the prescription drugs to help combat all his health issues. And during his concerts, he was a lot of the times you know, unable to perform, you know, at top peak level as he used to. A lot of times he would, you know, slur, be a little incoherent. And it was, it was, you know, it was sad because I watched this documentary on Elvis called Elvis, The Final Hours. You guys can watch it on YouTube. It's free. But it's basically his little entourage, the Memphis Mafia, was it what they were called? Yeah. They were uh, just talking about him, reminiscing him and how like he was. And in one of the times there was a quote from the guitarist, John Wilkins. He said, quote, sorry, I don't know why I yelled that. I watched him in his dressing room, just straight over a chair, unable to move. So often I thought, boss, why don't you just cancel this tour and take a year off? I mentioned something once in a guarded moment. He patted me on the back and said, it'll be all right. Don't you worry about it. And during this time, he was having... he. Well, he wasn't like, you know, selling a whole lot. So a lot of his income was coming from the shows he was putting on, you know, and he had his manager guy, Colonel, what is his name? Colonel something. Parker. Colonel Sanders. Colonel, Colonel Parker. He, you know, he, he really used the he, shit out of he, Elvis. Like, yeah. he ran him into the ground, basically. He would take like, a, was like half of, almost half of his money all the time. Mm -hmm. And he was like a big gambler. So he would gamble it all away. It was, it was a big thing. So he was not, I shouldn't say desperate for money, but you know, he was, he had to perform. So despite his health and well-being on the music charts, he's, he was still kind of doing well. He recorded six albums between 74 and 76 and five of those entered the top five charts. Three went to number one and he had eight singles on the top 10 hits. But his last concert was in June of 76 and at this point his health Health was not good at all. He was suffering not only from his prescription drug dependency and addiction, but also from glaucoma, high blood pressure, liver damage, and an extremely large colon. And then on August 16th, 1977, he was supposed to fly out to Memphis for another tour, but his girlfriend slash fiance found him unresponsive on the bathroom floor. So EMS was unable to revive him and he was pronounced dead at 3.30. He was only 42 when he passed away and that's so young that's really sad he had such a such a long life ahead of him and everything he could accomplish but it's really sad um but reports at the time indicated that he suffered from heart failure most likely caused by the different drugs found in his system but since then it has been changed to an accidental overdose and the official autopsy report was actually sealed by his family and won't be available to view to the public till uh 2027 which is like what 50 years after his death mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, so that's a little and also a little thingy uh, like it was like the start of the 70s that really started kind of his his downfall and his downward spiral because prior to his death he had actually i think it was on two separate occasions he od'd basically and he was in a coma for a while yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'm blown away at the fact that he recorded two albums a year for three years straight yeah, yeah it took a lot and a lot of me and four other dudes like a whole what like six years to write nine songs jeez yeah well also elvis <laughs> yeah. elvis didn't really write a lot of his songs a lot of the songs were written like for him by songwriters and stuff so i mean he i think he is more of an like an entertainer i mean he he is an artist and an entertainer but he wasn't he didn't really write a whole lot of songs for that like i don't even know if he wrote any of the songs from from the albums so and then a lot of these albums were like remakes and covers and then he started to record a lot of um like gospel songs too in this time mm -hmm. so yeah, a lot of gospel. yeah i i mean but, i'm but not still. I'm, but still 
yeah, yeah. but still All that, that studio time that's a lot of that's a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and energy and his health was really awful too during yeah. that time but imagining like scheduling the recording sessions in between having to do like publicity mm-hmm. interviews and like shows and talk shows and, then, and like flying everywhere for yeah and then tours. and then he had his residency in Las Vegas and all his yeah. tours in Hawaii because like he used to go to Hawaii all the time too mm-hmm. so that was just like really taxing D- he did two tours in one year I remember that from the documentary I was watching mm-hmm. and the second tour he didn't finish because that's when he passed away unfortunately yeah he was supposed to go back out yeah all right now let's get into the juicy stuff <laughs> hey so the biggest deal with the Elvis conspiracy is that he's still alive right right there's a bunch of different and crazy reasonings as to why or where he is so i will start with this one that started kind of shortly after his death after you know his death because he's he was such like an iconic star they televised they televised his his funeral funeral. like you remember when they televised from michael jackson and the procession and that like that whole circus Mm -hmm. i think like elvis was the first i guess celebrity you know that they actually actually did something like that for before like all the crazy current paparazzi and stuff nowadays but yeah that was crazy yeah so fans people were shook fans were you know just desperate to for something to bring them closer to their idol and the media like you said the paparazzi was just like in a frenzy so the national Enquirer reportedly paid someone to break into the funeral home and take photos of his body now in this photo people were quick to notice that something wasn't quite right I mean, there were some obvious similarities, but there were also some things off too. They say like the shape of the eyebrows, the chin, and so on, you know, just something just wasn't right. It was just kind of off. So people say that this body was not Elvis himself in the flesh, but a wax dummy jinni. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly, this wax dummy perspired in the coffin because of the heat at the time oh, at the funeral it's so, august in memphis oh my gosh yeah Humidity. So at the funeral yeah. supposedly someone got a picture of him sweating and they're like people don't sweat so mm, i don't know about that now some speculate that he did not die that day of course but faked his own death Jeanette. there is a story that the day after his death a man named john burroughs purchased a one-way ticket at memphis airport to board a plane to go to Aries, Argentina. Now, dun, they dun, say... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now, they say it's all Janet that this man, this Hustine, look like Elvis. And apparently, his entourage would use the name John Burroughs to book hotel rooms for the king to avoid all this hype and media attention. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this book by this lady named Gail Brewer Giorgiano. It's called Elvis Alive. Mm -hmm. It was published in 1988 and it actually reached number eight on the New York Times bestseller list. (laughs) But after this book, she also wrote another book, a follow-up book called The Elvis Files, which I need to add to my Kindle Goodreads list. But in these books, she talks about like a lot of more sightings people had um, and just a bunch of like evidence, I should say, that Elvis is alive. I remember. Um, So so I was I was born in the late 70s. um, So during the 80s, when I was a kid and we were in the grocery store and you see like National Enquirer and all those mm -hmm. other tabloids and stuff. I remember seeing like things about Elvis sightings and stuff when we were like, really? Yeah. in the grocery line to check out is like Elvis. Elvis spotted in blah, 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 or (laughs) Van says she sees, she saw Elvis and Elvis like (laughs) serenaded her or signed a, (laughs) an autograph or, you know, stuff. I remember seeing those um, headlines. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I wonder, like, I wonder for all the people that did claim or have seen or whatever, uh, I wonder how many of those were like impersonators. Oh, yeah. Had to to be a good impersonator. Yeah. With enough money, you can make yourself look like whatever you want. Oh, speaking, speaking of impersonator, I'm really sad. So in Albuquerque, usually every year, the weekend, the weekend of Elvis's birthday, so the weekend of the 8th, if the 8th doesn't fall on a Saturday, one of the casinos locally 
locally here usually always hosts an Elvis. They call him a tribute artist, but they haven't had one here in this area for probably the last two years. So the last show I went into went to was like three years ago, and it was this uh, show with these four different tribute artists, and each one their specialty was a specific time period. So the first guy that came out, his name is Cody Ray Slaughter. Oh my gosh, he is so amazing! Like, and then at the time I had gotten a new pair of contacts and I was still wearing them for like fitting purposes right and so one kept rotating in my eye and so like it would kind of get blurry and so Cody Ray Slaughter covered like the early Elvis period you know in his gold lame suit in the 50s like right up until the 60s that was like that was his period and like his mannerisms and just like he looked just like him so every time my contact rotated I was like oh my god it's Elvis it's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So at a distance. Were you like those little blue haired ladies? Yes. I was like elbowing those little blue haired ladies to try to get up to the front to take a picture. But yeah. But no. Like so probably 30 feet away when your contact keeps focusing and rotating. I probably would have been one of those people that said I saw Elvis too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So, in the book, she talks about when Elvis was brought to the hospital in August of that year that he passed away. So, according to her, a nurse looked at him and said that it wasn't Elvis. Allegedly, she was issued a warning from the government not to speak any more of the issue, Jeanette. Oh. <laughs> oh. Have you, I don't know if you uh, have this in your thing, but the other one, like the other conspiracy that, that was floated around too was that he went into like protective custody. Yeah, I got that. Oh, okay, sorry. Thingy. Am I jumping ahead? A little bit. Okay, go, okay. <laughs> it's continue, fine. continue. And his gravestone spells out Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, like usual, right? Like, but the way he used to spell it was with only one A, like A-R-O-N, like Aaron. But I kind of looked more into it and... And according to the Graceland spokeswoman, Diana Yarmovich, she told Associated Press in Tokyo. Oh, sorry. Yarmovich. Yarmovich. Are you done? <laughs> she told Associated Press in 1997 that Elvis's middle name was originally spelled with only one A to match his stillborn twin brother, Jesse Garin, G-A-R-O-N. But he always wanted it spelled with two ways, just like it was spelled in the Bible. And then he found his birth certificate, and on it, it was spelled with two ways. So from then on, he started spelling it with two ways. But because on his gravestone, people saw the two ways, and they're like, it's not him because he used to only spell it with one A. That can't be him. That's a clue. That's a clue of him telling telling us he's still alive and he's still out there. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But so years after his death, his former friend and personal physician, Dr. George Nicopopoulos. Stop. Torio. Sorry. We'll call him Dr. Nick, okay? Okay. So you won't <laughs> laugh came forward and stated that his theory was that Elvis didn't die from cardiac arrhythmia, but instead he believes it to be chronic constipation, which, you know, makes sense with all the prescription drugs he was taking. I read somewhere that uh, some of the medications would do that to patients. They would make them chronically constipated. And I mean, he did have an enlarged colon. So I guess we won't really know till, you know, 2027. Yeah, especially if it was autopsy, especially if it was opioids that he was taking. to get his high or whatever because they they prescribe you opioids for whatever chronic illness you have but then they also prescribe you laxatives because of your constipation problems too so yeah why would he fake his death i mean like we kind of said earlier i can understand that being a public figure like that and just you know needing an escape must be lonely and just really isolating right so maybe he did and just you know wanted a life he was tired of being in the spotlight tired of everybody just being like oh my god what is he doing is he taking more drugs oh what oh oh he's 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 a big boy now because like everyone called him like severely overweight yeah. Even though he isn't really in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, because if but. you can... So, 
one time I went to Graceland, right? And my friend at the time that I worked with, she was like, if you pay attention, because they, they have, they've, they've remodeled Graceland now. And so when I went was like early 2000s-ish, 2002, three, something like that. Mm-hmm. So he had like a gym, which had like a racquetball court and it had really high ceilings and high walls so you could play racquetball. Well, they converted that into like uh, a showroom that housed all his gold and silver records and all the awards he's gotten and it also showcased all the different rhinestone suits that he had and he wore during the 70s like that iconic white jumpsuit with the eagle on the and the cape and stuff like that mm-hmm. <laughs> so my friend she was a big elvis fan too so she was like if you go she's like look at the suits because they have them lined up right next to one another and then she's like and you can see where the sizes get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> Okay, so going so, back yeah. to, to why he might have faked his death, it kind of reminds me a lot of, so you know how there's a whole lot of, I don't know if they're, they're not really spoofs. I mean, they're cheesy movies, but I like them because, I don't know, I'm just kind of cheesy like that. But it kind of reminds me of, you remember that Heartbreak Hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, <laughs> where the son, the teenage son, his mom was like, just like in a depression or whatever, and she wasn't really living her best life. So her son conspired with his friends to kidnap Elvis from a show they were doing and he brings Elvis home to his mom and then Elvis <laughs> just kind of hangs out there and he's like really excited that you know nobody recognizes him and he can just do things like a normal person and stuff you know yeah so I don't know maybe after what what's that 50 67 like what, after years after like 20 plus 25 plus 30 years he was just really tired because he was really like his celebrity and notoriety was like way way up there and people just went crazy over him so on Sirius XM they have an Elvis station number 19 um, <laughs> and there's this there's this DJ on there uh, his name is George Klein um, and he's been like a lifelong friend of Elvis he went to school with Elvis I think he said from the eighth grade and they knew each other and then um, as they got older they uh, so George Klein was always a radio DJ and so he got in the music business and stuff like that and so he and Elvis became really good friends. Um, unfortunately, George Klein passed away earlier last year, but he was uh, he was talking about like some of their like when he went on tour with them and what they would do and stuff like that. And he said that one time they played at some football studio and they had to call the cops because there were all these fans out there just mobbing them to where like they basically almost turned the car over with them in it. It was just oh my god, like it's just so crazy and especially during that time when this type of music was on the rise and he was like the groundbreaking performer and no one had ever you know kind of set the standard or set the bar or you know went down this road before and and like he just led the whole way and like people were just crazy out of their minds especially like fans yeah so like like maybe it was just too much and maybe he had ptsd from it you know i don't i don't know after that long i'd be over it too just wanting to get away yeah i just want to be a normal person just go to the store and buy go do your grocery shopping or just go to the movies or just go shopping or something you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're going to hiding which brings me to my next topic some people speculate that it was the powers that be that were in control at the time who made him disappear even was responsible for his drug use as well. Maybe even cloned him. Dun, dun, and that's dun. why the nurse wasn't able to recognize <laughs> him in the hospital. Yeah. Okay, Illuminati well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if that was true, I would have thought that they would have made him disappear like in his height, like that the height of his career, like in the 50s or the 60s, because like some of his like, as mom says, be he Lord, you know, when he gets on stage and he just <laughs> he gets all channels all this music and he just like he just lives it on stage. It's like that people were saying it was very crude. It was very obscene. Oh, yeah, they were calling yeah. him Elvis the pelvis and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought if they were trying Tony, to make yeah. him disappear, it would be during that time. <laughs> uh, 
What? He's laughing over here in the corner. <laughs> Man, I want a nickname like that. Antonio the Bonio. Ew! <laughs> I straight up thought you were going to say Antonio the Bolonio, but that works too. Hold on, let's... Antonio... Uh... Yeah, no, I think that's. I don't know. I don't know. Can't think of any. <laughs> the chefio. I don't know. My buddy always calls me Tony Baloney, but I don't know why. <sighs> Anyways, so <laughs> let's talk about some new theories, right? On so no, no more uh, Illuminati. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> So, new theory. <laughs> in 1990, we all know the Home Alone movie, right? That came out? Yeah. So, almost everyone's seen it. Well, do you guys remember the part where the mom was in the airport and she was getting all crazy trying to get her plane ticket back? That scene, there's a guy behind her with a beard in a black turtleneck and a brown blazer. And people say that this dude is Elvis making a cameo. Hmm. So... If you go down a little bit, you can see a little picture there. Let me enlarge it. You're looking at a picture? That ain't no Elvis. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So later in the movie, the Kevin, the Kevin sings White <laughs> Christmas in the bathroom. And they say it's supposed to be a reference to the king for the cameo. And this movie no. was made 13 years after his passing. So I don't know. You guys decide. Hey. Nope. Yeah, he, he don't look like it at all. Yeah, he doesn't They must be really. squinting really hard. <laughs> Their contact must have been out of place too. so in 2001 there was an album release of elvis cover songs it says that quote the voice of elvis was being featured on the album right but given the year and when it was recorded and the release dates it was pretty much impossible to actually have his voice on unless he was like a time wizard or something people were adamant that it was just too much of a resemblance to be just an impersonator they're like huh that's that's elvis i know my elvis that's elvis but this was debunked. <laughs> it was actually the producer named Doug Church that was acting as the voice of Elvis. Oh, so. I was going to say maybe it was like that um, Elvis special that they did. What was it? Two years ago when they were doing like holographic imagery and they took snippets of his actual voice and pieced it in with the person he was supposed to be a, doing a duet with or whatever. Oh, I don't know about that. I didn't. This was in 2001, though. I don't think they had the. Oh, yeah. No, I said it. maybe it was light. Oh. Because the thing was like, I think it was like two years ago. So people maybe remember that. It was when Post Malone was on there. He was all wearing cowboy boots and stuff. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that one. And who else was on there? Blake Shelton. And it was on NBC. It was like a, it was kind of like a revive of his 68 comeback special because it was the anniversary of it. Oh, I don't have regular TV, so I don't know. Oh. I just have Netflix and Hulu and Prime. (laughs) I'm like, you can YouTube it. YouTube. So I'll probably do that. Look it up. So in 2005, Priscilla Presley was on the Oprah show and she let something slip. She said, he grew up poor. That's exactly what he said the other day. The other day. Girl, what? <laughs> what? I know. I, I, I still, I cut her some slack. I say the other day for things that happened like 10 years ago. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I do, <laughs> me, do that too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Like, oh yeah, I was just talking to Lita when I lived with her the other day, five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe or maybe she just misses him like yeah. she still has conversations with him daily you know what i mean maybe maybe he was a ghost and he visited her Ooh. Ooh. 2017, there was supposedly a sighting at a birthday tribute in Graceland, Jeanette. This guy was wearing a black jacket and a black baseball cap with a white beard. He was looking very like Santa-esque, but it was posted on a group on Facebook called Presley is Alive. I need to join that group. (laughs) Me too. So he look looks, at that picture. He looks like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. That ain't no like, Elvis. He just looks like a normal, like... Santa Claus going to prepare, you know? Yeah, he just looks like a normal grandfather. I don't he know. He looks like a... What do they call him in the South? A papa? Papa, Mima? Aw, papa. He is wearing sunglasses, too, so it's kind of hard, you know? He's got a good disguise going there. Yeah, nope, that's not him. <laughs> so in 2006, a YouTube channel called The Shadow uploaded a video, and in this video, it shows a groundskeeper from Graceland. He was like an older gent with white hair tied back in a low ponytail and a white beard, wearing a red Elvis Week t-shirt, baseball cap, and jeans. I'll try to link the video so you guys can, or you guys can just search it yourself, just search The Shadow 2006. 
2006 Elvis sighting or something. So anyways, in this video, people say that it's Presley that's giving his fans a secret signal. So when you watch the video, it shows him kind of walking around doing groundskeeper things, watering the little shrubbery and flowers. And as he passes by the camera, he lifts his two fingers in like a V-shape to the left side of his head, kind of by his ear. And he spins them around and around and does like some guitar pose, right? No! <laughs> Now, watching the video, it's kind of weird. Like, it's random and not really natural. We'll pause it here so you guys can go watch the video and then just jump right back so you can join back in. I, so. thought, you, I thought you were going to say after he does the V-shape, he does the, like, his iconic pelvic thrust when he's doing his <laughs> 70s performance stuff or his karate kicks. <laughs> hey, Lena, go to YouTube so you can watch this video, too. Here we go. Possible Elvis sighting. I like the music going along with it. Very somber. Well, he moved the Serious. line. See? Ooh. Looks like he's flipping off the camera. He just moved his hair back. Did he? Hold on, let me rewind it. I say he flipped off the camera. It's a really <laughs> quick... I, like, scratch my ear and pull my hair back like that. <laughs> I never thought of that. I was like, what is he doing? He kind of looks like he did. I must be Elvis then, because I do that a lot. <laughs> That's it, right? It's only like 30 seconds and the rest is at the ground? Yeah. yeah. It happens between okay. 27 and 29. All right, now let's That's come back. Dumb. Come back and join this. Join us, guys. That's dumb. <laughs> All right. That's dumb. He's just a, he's just a dude flipping off <laughs> the camera. Who spies on old people? <laughs> <laughs> Elvis is alive. Heavy surveillance. Making sure. I guess so. So, they believe that in this video, he's telling his most loyal fans that he is alive and still with them, essentially. You know, if he was really doing the gesture, he would do the thing where he's kind of like, he kind of has like his gun thing out, but it's like he has his, what is it, pinky and ring fingers bent and his thumb index finger and middle finger are out and he does like a whoa, kind of like a, psh, I'm trying to do the motions, but I can't explain it. <laughs> I'm trying to follow you too. I'm doing it right now, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I sure. Okay, Mo moving <laughs> on. <laughs> so unfortunately, this was debunked. Of course, when people went to Graceland after this video came out to seek this guy out, people were taking selfies and vlogging or going live. And he's an employee at Graceland, but he's a good sport about it, though. It's like I'm Elvis. I'm alive. <laughs> it's cute. Pulls his hair back. <laughs> Flips off the camera. So after watching, after watching that video on YouTube, I came across more videos. <laughs> you know how that is, how you just kind of click and click and click and click. And pretty soon I found these videos of this show in the early 90s called The Elvis Conspiracy. And one of the episodes aired about a reporter named Kelly Burgess. She supposedly tracked down Elvis. So the story goes that in August of 1988, Kelly was hearing some murmurs and some whispers, some jeneh about people spotting Elvis in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so she and her son, Jason Woolbright, went there together. They checked out a local restaurant and there they heard all sorts of jeneh about a guy named John Burroughs again. John Burroughs, who was the owner of the local office building and who also looked a lot like Elvis. So they went here and they was looking around the building and asking people if they saw the guy. And then according to her story, she was ushered into an office by security and there was this man sitting in a chair waiting for her, Jeanette. Now, she passed away, so the show wasn't able to talk directly with her, but she did an interview before she passed. And in that interview, she says that he had on gold round glasses that were tinted, and that they looked like a modified version of the ones he used to wear. She said she looked into his eyes and claims that, quote, he had the Elvis Presley expression in his eyes, which I think most people that knew him are familiar with. I mean, that kind of sparkle, the same shape eyes, the same color eyes. And again, I was stunned. And I said, you have eyes just like Elvis. I said, you are a relative. He said, nope. Then after he listened to my questions, kind of stood there, kind of with a very pleasant look on his face, kind of half smiling at times. And just before I walked away, he said, yeah, but it's against the law to hoax your death, end quote. So that's what she said in the interview. But now her son recounts a very 
different perspective. So it's still very similar, but the man wasn't that inviting as she said he was in the interview. According to the son, he said that when she was going into the building and asking all these people, a man approached her and told her to leave the tenants alone. This man was dressed in denim overalls and had glasses on with grayish hair and a beard. So she questioned him about Elvis' death and during the questions, he was becoming agitated and just basically just over her shit. So he would give, you know, just kind of curt head nods, just brief one-worded yes or no answers. He was obviously done with her and over it. And after that, his mother just walked out of the building. Hmm. So Two very different mm-hmm. accounts. And on the same show, this girl named Kelly K. Wadsworth was on. And she said on the night of August 1991, claimed that she she saw Elvis in a restaurant in Clyde, Ohio. Now, she and her boyfriend say they saw the man that looked like Elvis get out of a car that was parked in back of a restaurant. Now, she was like, oh my god, that's Elvis. And so she, <laughs> she ran home. Oh my god, Elvis. And she... Every time you say that, it just makes me think of uh, that meme with the Ermagerd, Lermagerd. <laughs> anyway, so she ran home to grab a camera and then she came back to a restaurant and she took a picture of him in the restaurant. So when the camera click went off, the bodyguard went towards her and Elvis ran out. She said the bodyguard uh, shielded his essentials and grabbed his stuff from the table and they ran through the back door. She said she tried to take another picture, but the bodyguard that bodyguard <laughs> came towards her to prevent her from taking another picture. The restaurant hostess confirmed that this guy came in looking like Elvis with really dark hair, with the lamb chops and everything, and was a little heavy set, and that he did rush out after the picture was taken. They say the table was reserved under John Burroughs. Oh my god! John Burroughs! <laughs> <laughs> Now, the biggest theory surrounding his death is what you were talking about, Lita. Get ready for this. Are you guys ready? Okay. So. Okay, just do it. For whatever reason, he was associated with the FBI and they recruited him to help battle criminal organizations. What? Now, it's not entirely clear what type of criminal activities. This is the only, uh, sorry, conspiracy theory that I've like really heard of. Oh, I thought you were going to say that makes sense. (laughs) Oh. It will make sense. I'm not there yet. Brace yourself. It already doesn't make sense. So it's probably because of when he met Nixon, right? Yes. So some say him and Nixon met. They they did meet and they bonded over communism and drug use. So Mm -hmm. he was recruited to help combat illegal drug use. Others say that he was part of an Operation Fountain Pen to go undercover and infiltrate this group called the Fraternity. Now, this group called the Fraternity was made up of dozens of criminals. And he was first approached by the FBI by one of the members because he had dealings over an airplane that Elvis had. So there was like some kind of sale inquiry there. (gasps) The Lisa Marie. Did you know the seatbelt where you click them, you know, where you latch them and click them into place, the metal bindings mm-hmm. in the Lisa Marie, they're made of 24 karat gold. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So in the story, it goes that he was found out and he was then put into witness protection program. So the case supposedly involved billions of dollars in organized crimes. And these crimes had a lot to do with money laundering, kind of mafia things. I couldn't find exactly what it was. So. I don't know. It's all chine. That's what he said. It wasn't that other thing. He said he was put into witness protection program with Elvis. Okay, now, anyways, sorry. Now, I told you it was going to make sense. <laughs> no, the John, uh, my, my buddy's story where he's like, I don't believe cocaine is dead. He's in witness protection with Elvis. I thought it was something else. Not oh. Witness protection. Oh. <laughs> now, he was supposed to be a witness and testify against whoever in court. And rumors are that someone in his inner circle let a hitman into the house and he was supposedly allergic to what was it i don't know i have never heard that one morphine i forgot shoot anyways like a drug like a drug he was allergic to a drug and uh supposedly they 
basically murdered him by giving him that drug. Hmm. So, yeah, in the book I mentioned earlier, she cites evidence leaked from FBI documents and interviews, but the FBI denies claims to this, and in the files that they were released, there was no mention of this, but they did have a folder open in his name, but that was because he was a target of several extortion attempts. So, months before his passing... So that's like the biggest thing is that, you know, he's an FBI agent, Mm -hmm. just a witness protection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So months after his passing, Elvis decided to take a sabbatical and he was going to let half of his staff go. And this included that asshole Colonel Parker, right? Now, Colonel Mm -hmm. Parker, like we said earlier, he didn't have his best interests in mind. He was all about making money. He had he had his own own interests in mind, just bitty, just selfish. Just, just greedy, greedy, greedy mm-hmm. man. Didn't care. Didn't care about nothing Didn't but himself. Didn't care what he put Elvis through. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a big gambling man, a gambling addict. And in the documentaries, Entourage tells stories about him. One night, he gambled away one and a half million dollars. Oh my goodness. In one night. Can you believe that? It probably wasn't even the whole night either. It was probably just a span of a couple of oh hours. Oh my gosh. So he pushed all of these tours on Elvis that they were both, like I said earlier, they were both having money trouble. So he had to tour because that's how he had to make his money, right? Mm -hmm. So this was his one income and he had to do it. One late afternoon while they were on tour, about four months before he passed, his hairdresser, Mr. Larry Geller, in a documentary uh, tells a story he remembers. Elvis was feeling really sick, just fever chills really flu-like symptoms. His doctor was in the bedroom with him and Colonel Parker came to his room, which was weird because Mr. Parker never visited Elvis when he was on tour. So Elvis was in his bedroom, semi-conscious, moaning and just in really bad shape, just in pain. And Dr. Nick that we were talking about earlier was dunking Elvis's head in ice water to revive him. So the door closed and the Colonel went in to the bedroom. And then he came back out and he went up to the Mr. Larry Geller and he said, the only thing that's important is that that man is on stage tonight nothing else matters nothing so i just kind of wanted to include that to give y'all an idea of what kind of person this ash hoe mr colonel parker is right mm-hmm. now the day after elvis passed colonel parker signed a lucrative deal with elvis's father he would receive half of the earnings that elvis made after his death so it's theorized that maybe colonel parker had a motive to kill elvis I don't know. That rat bastard. I bet you he did it. Rat bastard. He's probably the one who gave him those pills. Hey. Mm-hmm. Now. That corn song that you were always like, a root around rat. What? So, you know, the band Corn, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this one song stuck in my head. And you know when he does his like weird mumble grunt rap thing? Uh-huh. I was trying to mimic that. And I sounded really stupid. And I was all, a root around rat, 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 rat. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony makes fun of me all the time for it. So you just said rat bastard, and it just popped into my head. Uh. Rat, rat. <laughs> Uh, now this last one might be the most realistic one, and it just it gives me chills, Toyo. Like shivers. Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson are living together in a seven-story bunker underneath Graceland. No proof of this one. I just thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) So my conspiracy is that Elvis, Buddy Holly, Amy Winehouse, Prince, and all the most amazing musicians that have passed are all living on their own private island, jamming it out whenever they want. I like that one. Let's go with that. It's not not really a conspiracy. It's just just how I view heaven. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay, anyways, resources. <laughs> I got it from conspiracy.net and time and ranker.com and YouTubes. A lot of YouTubes. And that's all I got. That's all she wrote. She has a knee. So what did you guys think? Uh, well, I just got educated on uh, some Elvis. Quick, Elvis fact. What did you learn? Uh, He's probably not dead. <laughs> He's an FBI agent in witness protection. He's, He's living or in a he bunker. might be dead and some old guy's just getting spied on. <laughs> Aww. You darn kids. Two of them. <laughs> what did you learn, Lita? I had never heard all those conspiracy theories before. I've heard the one about him being in witness protection, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't know. I is he alive still? I don't think so. I think in our heart he is still alive though. I think he was taken he yeah. was taken too early and I think he had a lot more in him and it's sad what, you know, what he could have accomplished, but he did accomplish a lot. So, yeah. He did. He helped. He helped. <laughs> he helped cure polio. Yeah, he did. He cure it, but he saved America. But, like yeah, and he's very like he is very generous. Like there is all these like he didn't care anything about his money just because he grew up from very humble beginnings, mm-hmm. you know. And so if somebody wanted something like money was no object to him, he'd buy them whatever he wanted and he had a really close-knit group of friends who really did care for him, but like there just could have been so much more. Thing. Like his his life probably could have been so much better if he had management that really cared yeah. for him. Yeah. If he wasn't you know, just, just really worked into the ground. Taken He could have. Yeah, if he wasn't worked like a farm animal to death you know they say it yeah but yeah that's all i got thank you guys thank you this was fun just talking about conspiracy (laughs) theories thanks for thanks for uh uh covering elvis because i just he's your boy he's your beau yeah (laughs) yeah um quick shout out to our boy sammy he's the guy that made our logo actually it just oh it came out so good i love it so much sam boy you did such a great job i still can't believe how amazing it came out if you guys want to see more of his art you should go follow him on the gram his insta is at hey underscore it's underscore sammy with one m but yeah and tony have any thoughts Woo! good job thoughts sammy. on oh wait said antonio the- Anything? Any parting words? I'm still trying to wrap my head on the whole <laughs> being spied on. Oh, the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here going like, the, man. The groundskeeper? Yeah, like, he's just scratching his head, and all of a sudden, everybody's <laughs> like, hey, let's go spy on that guy. But it was a weird one, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd... I think it's funny. I'm just trying to figure out why someone would just be like, he knows Elvis. Naughty. Yeah, for real. And the guy's like, leave me alone. <laughs> or, I, I don't know. I guess he's he was a... happy about it, but I mean, still. Mm. I don't think he was happy because he was flipping off the camera. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a triangle. Maybe it was Illuminati. Oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> da, da, da. Ooh. Ooh. All right, guys. So if you have any stories or do you have any Elvis conspiracy theories, you got any crazy experiences or just, you know, some happy, wholesome stories about you, maybe you and your fur babies. I don't know. Or even topics you want us to cover or look into. Ooh, or crazy or crazy dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Lita. Yeah, send us your dreams. I want to read what kind of messed up dreams you guys have. Like, <laughs> like creepy or funny or just like, what the? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe our next one we'll talk about dreams. I have I yeah. have this, a few recurring dreams that, I, that just give me the chills all the time. But yeah, shoot us an email at the letter J T party pod at gmail.com. I'll also link it in all of our stuff, including our social media. And I think that's it. That pretty much wraps it up so we'll see you guys in the next episode but we're gonna leave you with our navajo word of the day even though we missed our last one so lita what is our navajo word of the day today's navajo word of the day will be like man or mister since we're talking about elvis so he was like he was the man so um in navajo it's hastin so Hastin Presley. Hastin Presley. Mr. Presley. Mr. Presley. The man Presley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Hagone. Hagone. Make good choices. Say bye. Oh, what they said. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.